Hey everybody, I'm Pastor Jeff Dawes, lead pastor here at Stockbridge Community Church. And I just want to say thank you for listening to our podcast today. I hope this message inspires you and encourages you. Enjoy today's message. series called The Perfect Prayer. And we decided that through this series, we're doing a a spiritual growth season. And so uh, we want you to grow spiritually. So we're doing the triple option. Uh, And so if you've been a part of football, you understand there's a triple option. Well, we're doing the triple option and the the triple uh, steps to grow. And that is the Sunday morning message, Sunday morning message. And then we have the groups, uh, curriculum that we've done. And then also the book that uh, that we have available for you. Matter of fact, if you have not picked up your copy of, book, of the book, please get it before you leave. It's a gift to you uh, because we want you to grow spiritually. So matter of fact, if you're doing a group, uh, get some people, the people in the group, get them a book as well in order that you can grow. Because this is a, this, is a, you know, like I, this season is so amazing. Like someone on, my, on the prayer call I was on this morning, there's people that pray for me every Sunday morning and I was on the call with our prayer partner. They said, Pastor, this is a new season. And that's what I feel like. It's a new season spiritually for us. Amen, everybody? Amen. Amen. So we've been in the Lord's Prayer today, and, and uh, I'd like for you to stand with me again. I'm going to work your knees out today, so go ahead and stand again. We're going to say the Lord's Prayer together, and I want you to say it uh, with me. You ready? Let's say it. Here we go. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. 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 You may be seated. That prayer is not just something that is to be recited at at funerals or other occasions, that prayer Jesus said to pray. And I want to challenge you to pray the Lord's Prayer every day. And once you learn what it means, that that it's not just uh, something that sounds nice, it actually has power to it. It brings your prayer alive. So last week we said this statement is coming up on the screen. Remember we said this, our Father, and then what do we say that means? God loves me no matter what. So let's say that statement and say the whole thing. You ready? Our Father, God loves me no matter what. So when you start the Lord's Prayer, you say that phrase, our Father, God loves me no matter what. Before I give you the second phrase today, I want to tell you that it's amazing to me how many times that we have heard someone say this to me, and and maybe I've even said it, maybe you have too, is that I had to Someone said, I had to put that person in their place. Have you ever heard that statement before? I had to put them in their place. And maybe you even said that statement. And what I found out is that many times we are put in our place by our names. Remember that when you were in uh, elementary school, 
that how that you had this set in alphabetical order, that you were put in your place by your name. It's amazing, even in graduation, when you was graduating and you walked across the stage, it was by your name that your place was given. And if you would remember, so much so that maybe you grew up in elementary school that you had that one person that you always was, always was stuck sitting by because their name was the letter right before yours. Anybody remember that person? Like me, Rhonda and I grew up in a small town. And I can tell you that, you know, we were so, I had the same people that I went to class with and school with all my life, all of my uh, school years. And I can tell you there was this one uh, young lady, her name was Z. Esther Colbreth. My last name was Dawes. And she always sat right in front of me. And I want to tell you that all the years we were in school, we fought. I mean, like, even in high school, you know, in high school, you change classes, but you have the same homeroom by your last name. And so we couldn't get away from each other all, our, all the years that we were in school. And so, there, you know, when we was in middle school, I would throw things in the back of her hair, and then she would throw her pencil at me. You know, those kind of things we did. And we had our high school reunion uh, several years ago, and every time that we get together, she and I will be there, and we laugh about those times now, you know, like how we couldn't stand each other then, but now, you know, we like each other. And, and she's a very successful principal. Uh, she's done very well. And of course, you know, I've been blessed of all blessings because I get the pastor of the greatest church in the whole world. So, hey, you know, I mean, that's just, I was blessed. So uh, just want you to know that. But it's by our names. And so when we say, hallowed be thy name, we're putting God in his place. Hallowed be his name. So when we say this, look what it says on the screen. I want you to say it with me. Let's say the statement again. You ready? Come on. Hallowed be thy name. Now let's say the next statement. I praise you, God. Come on, let's try that again. Hallowed be thy name. I praise you, God. Would we, could you do that with me one more time? But when we get to the second part, I praise you, God, could you really act like you praise God? Could you really act like this from your heart? I praise God. You ready? Come on, let's say, hallowed be thy name. I praise you, God. See that? See how it changes the prayer? All of a sudden, the prayer goes from our Father. He loves me no matter what. Now I know that he loves me. Then I say, hallowed be your name. And then I say, God, I just praise you. I praise you, God. It changes everything once you understand the power of the prayer. Now, praise is important in our life. It's amazing to me that Jesus taught us to understand that God loved us and to praise God before we started repenting of sin. I don't know about you, but when I start praying, the first thing I want to do is go and say, God, I'm sorry about this, okay? I just want to get this out of the way right here. I've, I've done something stupid. Please forgive me, right? But he says, don't do that. Why? Why does, God, why does Jesus want us to praise God first? Here's why. Because when we praise God, we remember how good God is before we tell him how bad we've been. Amen. Isn't that awesome? Jesus wants you to tell, remember, he says, tell God how good he is so that you remember how good he is before you state how bad you've been. That's amazing. And so today I want to talk to you about some benefits that we have through praise. And so through praise, number one is this. Number, number one is that uh, through praise, I can enter God's presence. Through praise. Look what the psalmist said. Know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us, and we are his we are his people, the sheep of his pastures. And notice this next statement that's underlined. What, matter of fact, why don't we all just read what's underlined together? Let's read it. Ready? Come on. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with, with praise. 
Give thanks to him and praise his name. I don't know if you understand this or not, so I want to try to break it down for you. And that is this, is that if you've ever been to maybe someone's home who has a gated property, and so in order to get into that property, you have to have a code, a numerical code. There's a keypad there. And so if you know the code, you punch in the code, and then it's like the gates open. Voila! You know, it's like... You feel like somebody, don't you? Because you went into a gated property. I mean, like, whoa, you know, I'm, I'm in. This is special here. And you get in. And once you, walk, once you drive your vehicle in or walk in whatever way you choose, you get into the property. You own the property, which that's a, that's a privilege because everybody else is locked out. But you had the code. I mean, they trust you got the code. So you're in. You're special. You made it in the property. So it's a blessing to be there. And then, you know, you go from there and you go to the door and you ring the doorbell. And then all of a sudden that person comes to the door and they open up the door and they invite you in. Oh, you're really special now. You made it on the property, but now you made it into the home. I mean, like you have really made it to a, an intimate level with those people now because you're special. And see, the Bible says, enter into God's courts with thank, enter, enter his gates with thanksgiving. So if you want to get into God's gates, if you want to get into God's place where he dwells, the Bible says you do it through thanksgiving. And then if you want to get to the heart of God, you do it with praise. Amen? So you say, God, I just thank you. When you do that, all of a sudden, spiritually, you're right into the, uh, into the, the presence of God. But when you begin to say, praise God and say, God, I, I, not only do I just thank you, but God, I praise you that you're bigger than any problem that I got. God, you're, you're bigger than COVID-19, oh God. You're, you're bigger than any, any division in our country, oh God. You're bigger than my child's problem. You're bigger than my parents problem, oh God. You're bigger than my financial crisis, oh God. You're, you're bigger than the 2020 election, oh God. You're bigger than all of that. When you do, you're in the throne room of God, in the heart of God. Amen? Oh, it's, it's one thing to have someone's attention, but it's another thing to have their heart. Amen? When you got their heart, they move on your behalf. And the Bible says, enter his courts with, with uh, enter his gates with thanksgiving, enter his courts with praise. Look what Psalm says, Psalm 63. Because your what? Your love. Did you get that? Because your love is better than life. God's love for you is better than this life. Amen? It'll get you through this life and it'll get you into the eternity with him. Because your love is better than life. My lips will glorify you. I will praise you as long as I live. And in your name, I will lift up my hands. Amen, everybody? Amen. If you want to know what God's love language is, it's words of affirmation, praise. Amen? Yes. He loves to hear that. So again, let's say our statement again of the second phrase of the Lord's Prayer. Here it is. Let's say it. You ready? Hallowed be thy name. Here we go. I praise you, God. Oh, do it again. Hallowed be thy name. I praise you, God. I praise you, God. I praise you, God. Through praise, I can, number two, put on a spiritual covering. Yes. Oh, this is so good. I started to call you at three this morning to give you this one. It's so good. See, see, I don't want you just to feel better. I want you to get better. Yes. See, I, I don't want you to just leave here and say, boy, that felt good. No, no, no. I want you to get better. And that's what this, this teaching is all about. 
Isaiah 61. This is actually the prophet Isaiah who wrote this in the Old Testament. And Jesus actually restated this in the New Testament. Look what he says. The spirit of the sovereign Lord is on me because he has anointed me to preach the good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captive and to release from darkness the prisoner, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God, to to comfort all who mourn and provide those who grieve in Zion, to bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes, the oil of gladness instead of mourning, and a what? Garment of? Garment of praise. Instead of a what? Did you notice that? You're going to have one of the two. Either you're going to have them on the garment of praise or you have the spirit of despair. You can't have them both at the same time. They will be called oaks of righteousness, a planting of the Lord for the display of his splendor. Most of us don't deal very well with, uh, with discouragement. I don't. I don't like to be discouraged. And, in, and one of the ways that we, we try to deal with discouragement is through uh, busyness. We try to get busy and, and just try to stay distracted from what's bothering us. Or many times we'll try to medicate discouragement, not only with busyness, but also with uh, pleasure or with food or, or with some other kind of craze, something to just distract us from the pain of discouragement. But I want to tell you the way that you should take care of, of discouragement is through praise. The Bible says, put on the garments of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Amen. The spirit of despair. In other words, when you get down, the way you get back up is not keep telling everybody how bad you've got it, is you keep telling God how good he is. And when you lift God up, he lifts you up. Amen. 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 This garment of praise, (laughs) I I want to try to explain this to you again. I I try to like make things really simple because I'm a simple person is that years ago, in 1990, a matter of fact, Rhonda and I became the youth pastors or student pastors of a church in Tacoa, Georgia. That means what that word youth pastor, student pastor means, we work with teenagers. That was our job. And so I had hair before then, <laughs> okay? But we work with teenagers. And so every year we would take them on an annual trip up to the mountains in North Carolina. Up above Cherokee, North Carolina, there is a place called Bryson City. And there, there, there's a very famous creek. It's called Deep Creek because the creek is deep. <laughs> it's creative, right? right? Deep Creek. And so it's a great place to go tubing. And so every year we'd take this, uh, the students up there, and, and there'd be a lot of them. I mean, probably 40, 50 teenagers we'd carry up there, and we'd go camp and all this stuff. It was a trip from Hades, to be honest with you, but we did it. So we would, you would get these tubes, and they would, we would rent these tubes, and they would have a little plywood seat right in the middle of the tube and, uh, that was connected to the inner tube. And you would have to carry your tube about a mile up the, up the creek in order to get in. And so we would carry those tubes up there. Well, what you may not know is Pastor Chesney, our family ministries pastor, was a part of those teenage, that group, that teenage group. She was 14 years old then. Yeah, that's how we met her, okay? We've known her all her life, all right? Is that she was 14 years old, and, and she would get in the creek with us. You know, Ron, all of us would get in. But Pastor Ch- or Chesney, then, she's Chesney, 14 years old. She would get in, and the thing is, she would get in, but she would sit in the middle of that uh, tube, and she would have a raincoat on. 
Even the most. We found an old, old picture. She would have her raincoat on, and they would, the other kids would laugh at her. You're in, a, you're in a river. You're in a creek. What are you doing with a raincoat on? She's like, I'm not going to freeze. And so sure enough, we would all go down the river. You know, when, the, when we go through the rapids and the water would splash up on us, it would just get us drenched, and we would freeze to death. Because let me tell you something. The water in the, in the mountain rivers are 33, it's 33 degrees, right? I mean, right before freezing. It's cold. And so she would have her, her raincoat on, and everybody would laugh at her. She'd say, you can laugh at me if you want to, but I'm not cold. And the rest of us, we'd go through those rapids, and water would splash up on us and freeze us to death. But not her. Why? Because she was covered. She had a covering on. She was protected. She had her garment, her coat on. And I want to tell you that if you want to protect your life, when you're going through the rapids of life, and it seems like everything's coming at you, and you don't, you don't want to go under, you have to have your garment of praise on, your covering of praise Amen. And you wrap yourself every day you get up. You say, God, you are good. And you made this day. It's going to be a good day. I'm going to rejoice and be glad in you. I don't know what the world's going to do. I don't care what the media says. You are good, God. Amen. And when you begin to, to wrap yourself in praise, it's amazing how discouragement has to leave. Depression has to leave. Despair has to leave. Why? Because you wrapped yourself in praise. Amen. Oh, put on the garments of praise, he says. It's you. It's for your benefit. Hey, listen, God's not some egomaniac. No, he knows that when you lift him up, you get lifted up. Yes. Amen? Yeah. Amen, amen. The garments of praise, Psalm 34 says this. I will praise the Lord when? At all, At all times. That's right. In my darkest hour, in my best day. You know, after... Uh, I like watching football, and when, the, when they make a touchdown or whatever, you know, they all just point out to God or whatever, you know, do all this stuff after they make a touchdown. Well, that's wonderful. It's easy to praise God in the good times, isn't it? But, you know, let, let that call come in that something bad's happening, and maybe you're going to get lose your job, or maybe your teacher tells you, you know, that you can't pass this class. Whatever it is, that boyfriend or girlfriend says they no longer want to be with you, or that husband or wife says they no longer want to be with you. When those kind of things happen, that's when praise is tested, amen? And that's when we praise Him in the bad times as well as the good times. So I will praise Him at all times. I will constantly speak His praise. I will boast only in the Lord. Let all who are helpless take heart. Don't you love that? You ever felt that way before? Come, let us tell of the Lord's what? Greatness. And let's read this last part together. Let us exalt his name together. Amen. If we're going to, listen, if we're going to stay together, we got to exalt his name together. Amen. Yeah, we, in our country, they said, oh, we want unity. I'll tell you, the only way we're going to have unity is we become one nation under God again. Amen. We exalt his name together. That's it. It's his name. It's his name. There's something about coming together. You know, as, as, I've, as people begin coming back to church, it's amazing. The thing that I hear more than anything else, Pastor, I've been watching online. We've been doing church online, and that's been good. But there's nothing like being here. Amen? When you're in the presence of other believers and you, and you just feel God and you're exalting God's name, the presence of the Holy Spirit that you sense and the encouragement you get. I want to encourage you. Why don't you help us exalt his name together? And if you're not in a group yet, please, please join a group. Or if you want to start your own group, you just let us know. We will help you. If you've got one person you can do a group with, we'll help you figure that out. And another way to exalt his name together is serving together. Oh, you, it feels good to do good. Amen? Amen. 
And when you're, when you're beside somebody and, and you're trying to do good, as a matter of fact, uh, we want to invite you to Growth Track. And why do we do say Growth Track? Because Growth Track is where we help you get your life on track. You know, we help you discover what you're good at. You see, you go to work and you make a living, but what you, what you do for God and you serving other people, you make a life. It's called ministry. Amen. You get to do, you get to share goodness out of your heart and your payment is not on this earth, but it's in heaven. Amen. And you bless other people's lives. You give other people an opportunity for a better life. Nothing better than that. And we want to help you. So if you haven't taken growth track yet, please, please, please do that. Growth track. Okay. We've said this. It's coming back up on the screen. Our statement again in the Lord's Prayer. Let's say it. You ready? Hallowed be thy name. Ready? I praise you, God. I praise you, God. Can you imagine saying that at 5.30 in the morning? Some of you, that's the time you get up. See, you can pray the Lord's Prayer within about, 10, within about two minutes. You can pray the Lord's Prayer. And you first thing you get up, you just say, God, thank you for loving me no matter what. Hallowed be thy name. I praise you, God. You know, you might even wake the people up still asleep because you might get excited about that. Amen. They might not appreciate it, but, I, you know, I would. If you read my, if you read my book, uh, if you're reading my book, you'll understand how I used to pray. And there's some funny stories in there about uh, Rhonda and I. So anyways, you enjoy. Okay, so the third thing is this. The third thing I'd like to share with you is this. Is through praise, I can raise a hallelujah. <laughs> you see... I am going to, I think this is going to help you. Oh, this is so exciting. The word hallelujah is a word that is translated the same no matter what. Understanding that the word hallelujah is made up of two Hebrew words, and we comprise those, there's two words that come together, and we say hallelujah. So the first word in Hebrew is hallel, okay? So you see it on the screen. It simply means praise or to praise, hallel. So when you, say, when you would see in Hebrew, hallel, you know that that word means praise or to praise. The second word is yah. Yah means the Lord. In Hebrew, that's what it means, the Lord. So you say hallel, that means praise, yah, the Lord. Hallel, what? Praise, yah, the Lord. Hallel, what? Praise, yah, the Lord. There we go. Hallel. Yeah. Hallel. Yeah. There you go. Praise the Lord. That's what it is. So when you're reading the Bible, remember the word hallelujah was translated so we could understand it. So in Hebrew, it's hallelujah. And so when you, when you read the Bible and you see that phrase, praise the Lord, most of the time that was translated from hallelujah. So you would be able to understand it. But what I want you to know is that hallelujah is the same in any language. So that means you can go anywhere in the world. You can go anywhere. It's amazing. We go on these mission trips, and it doesn't matter what language they speak. When, when they say hallelujah, we know what they're saying. They're saying praise the Lord, amen. And when, when we hear a hallelujah in Spanish, I can say a hallelujah to you, you know. Wherever we go, it doesn't matter what language there is, hallelujah is hallelujah. It means praise the Lord. It's a universal language. Now, you see this word hallel, and you see, yeah, but there's something missing, isn't there? What's missing in that word? The you. That's right. Hallelujah doesn't become hallelujah until you get involved with it. <laughs> Stayed up all night thinking about that one. <laughs> 
until you, until you get involved with it, until you begin, until you say praise the Lord, until you say your hallelujah, it's not hallelujah. You bring, you bring it together. You bring praise and the Lord together. You're the ones, when you say hallelujah, all of a sudden heaven opens up its gates and God begins to listen down closely. Why? Because you're saying praise the Lord. Amen. Why don't don't we do a little hallelujah practice right now? You ready? On three, let's say hallelujah. One, two, three. Hallelujah. Come on, do it again. One, two, three. Hallelujah. One more time. One, two, three. Hallelujah. Oh, yeah. God's listening right now. He just told the angels, be quiet. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Now you know when you hear me say, well, hallelujah. You don't, you know, maybe you think I'm a little psychotic. That's okay. But it's not that at all. It's that something deep inside of me is saying, praise the Lord. And I can say hallelujah a little faster than I can say praise the Lord. Amen? It means the same. Look what Psalm 106 says. For an example is this. Psalm 106 says this. See those words, praise the Lord? Well, let's translate them. What's the, ne- what's the next word? Hallelujah. hallelujah. That's right. We just spoke a little Hebrew right there. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Give thanks to the Lord for he is what? He's good. And his love endures for what? Forever. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Lord is good. Hallelujah. His love endures forever. Just a hallelujah. You can raise a hallelujah. Amen. Amen. You can raise a hallelujah. I read of a guy this week by the name of George Handel, who actually was a composer, composer in England in the mid-1700s. And what he would, he went through a very difficult time because all the music that he was composing, it was being rejected. And because of that, that's the way that he made his living. He become very indebted to people and he got behind on his bills and he couldn't pay them. And so the debtors were calling him and threatening to put him in debtor prison. And so it was a, nobody was accepting his music. He, needless to say, he was d- depressed. He felt hopeless. He felt down. One day, one of his friends come by by the name of Charles Jennings. He come by and he gave him some passages from the Bible. He had just written them out on paper. And he said, he said, I want you to know, Mr. Handel, I want you to take this paper and I want you to read God's word. And there he was so, so down and distraught and he really didn't want to. But he began to read the words. Handel began to read the words of the passage of Scripture. And they were like this. So Isaiah 53 is what he read. It's not on your outline or screen, but listen to this. He said, he read the words. He is despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrow, acquainted with grief. And he thought, that's me. I feel like that nobody wants to accept my work. I feel despised and rejected, and I'm, I'm, I'm grief-stricken. And then he read another passage of Isaiah 9 and 6. said, for unto us a child is born, for unto us a son is given, and the government shall be on his shoulders, and he shall be called the Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. And it is said that, that Mr. Handel at that time would not leave his room. And for 24 days, he would not leave his room. And, and there would be attendants that would bring food and leave it at his door. And as they would bring the food and they would look in the window, they would see him running around the room and lifting his hand and shouting, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. And he would just shout it over and over again. 
And he'd begin to compose and, and he would get up and shout hallelujah, compose and get up and shout hallelujah. And at the end of that 24 days, he composed this wonderful song. I want to see if you know what it is, so I'm going to play a little bit for you right now. Listen and see if you recognize this song. recognize that, the Hallelujah Chorus? Yes. Here we are over almost 250 years later still singing this chorus because when he was at his darkest moment, he read God's Word and he began to write these words. He shall reign forever and ever. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. King of kings and Lord of lords. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. He will reign forever and ever. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. See, what he understood is that when he was at his darkest moment, he got into God's word and God's word got inside of him. And right there at his darkest moment, he began to raise a hallelujah. And when you raise your hallelujah, it's amazing how God raises you. Amen. Oh, that's a wonderful story, but there's a greater, there's a, a, a just as good story in the scripture. In Acts 16, I love this story of a guy by the name of Paul and Silas. They'd been out sharing about Jesus in the Bible. They were sharing about Jesus, and the people didn't like it. Sort of like 2020 right now. They don't like you to share about Jesus in the workplace, do they? In school, they don't like you to share about Jesus. But I'm telling you, they just got to lock me up, all right? I'll have to start a jail ministry. Okay, there you go. Some of you are like, I ain't doing that. <laughs> you go by yourself, yeah. But, I, but I'm just, they got locked up. And let me just tell you, they wasn't, they wasn't locked up in a 20, 21st century prison. No, they, they were put like in a dungeon. And they had been beaten because they were sharing Jesus. And there they are, a bloody mess. They're all bruised up, black eyes, and backs are bleeding. And there they are at midnight in a jail cell, and they're hurting. And right there in that jail cell, they begin to sing. The Bible says they begin to sing songs and hymns unto God. And they begin to raise their hallelujah right there from that jail cell. And they begin to sing things like, how great thou art. How wonderful is your name, O God. There is no one above you. You're greater than the greatest. Oh, hallelujah. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound. They begin to sing all kinds of hymns and songs unto the Lord. And when they did, the Bible said that at the midnight hour, when everybody else had given up on them, and in their darkest moment of pain, all of a sudden as they begin to sing, the Heavenly Father began to tap his foot. He began to tap his foot on Mother Earth. And when he did that, all of a sudden the Bible says those gates that held him back, the prison doors flew open and now they were free. What am I telling you? That the way you get freedom today is not sulking and saying how bad it is. No, you raise your hallelujah. And when you begin to raise your hallelujah, God opens up the prison doors and you can be free. Amen. You can be free. Hallelujah. Raise a hallelujah. Raise a hallelujah. Come on, let's say it. Hallelujah. Do it. Hallelujah. 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 You've got to raise your hallelujah. You scare the hell out of the devil. You know that? Some of you are like freaked out. He said it. No, you do. You get it out of you. When you begin to say, when you raise your hallelujah, the devil
Raise your hallelujah. Hi, this is Pastor Jeff again. I just want to say I hope you enjoyed today's message. If you would like to support God's work through Stockbridge Community Church, simply go to our website at secview.net. Again, that's secview.net. And click the Give tab. We want to thank you again for being with us today. God bless you. Have a wonderful day.